You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You gotta make some phone calls. Hang up the phone, prank call, prank call. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. Doesn't look like we have any new callers, so let's start with A.A. Ron. What's up, Brian? This is A.A. Ron from Eau Claire. What's up? Um, so I was uh, listening to your um, reaction to the last quarter of the game, and I was just right there with you on every single every single play. I felt the exact same way. Um, I was just I get the same way during games. Like I'm just I'm so intense, can't let anything go. Um, and uh, yeah, that was one of the most frustrating games I've seen in a long time. Um, well, <laughs> it wasn't that long ago, I guess, since we saw a stream of of really frustrating games that were even more frustrating than that game. But, um, you know, football memories are very short. So I'm going to say, I'm going to pretend like it was a long time ago that the Packers were struggling. Um, but, you know, I, it, I think you're right. It's... Uh, it's like some random third-string quarterback who can't score points against almost anybody, and all of a sudden the Green Bay Packers roll into town, and it's uh, Christmas morning for those third-string quarterbacks. What what a weird kryptonite to have, you yeah, know? Right. Like, we just limited Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert to a reasonable amount of points uh, and won those games. And then Tommy DeVito barely does I mean, it wasn't like he even played that great of a game. I mean, he had a few really good passes, honestly, but it wasn't like he did anything super special. Um, I think he threw one touchdown pass, unless I'm Missing something. Um, I mean, I don't. I don't understand it. It's like they just. I think this is the epitome of the Green Bay Packers beat themselves because they just made too many mistakes. Um, I mean, to the to the Giants' credit, they do have a really, at least a good head coach, uh, or seemingly good head coach who, uh, you know, got as much out of them last year as he possibly could have. So, I mean, uh, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to make excuses. I think the Green Bay Packers should have, you know, obliterated the Giants. And maybe they're just tired. They played three hard-fought victories against elite quarterbacks. Well, debatably uh, elite on Jared Goff's end, I guess. But Three minutes got him. Um... I know you said you don't want to make excuses, but just on that point, as far as being like, well, they've got, you know, a really good head coach and all that. First of all, I would 
say that that's debatable. I'm not I'm not going after them. I just know that there's a lot of times there's like these really big names and immediately they're just considered great, right? As soon as he was selected for that job, he was considered a fantastic coach, having done nothing. Now, maybe they are overperforming. I don't know. They went 9-7-1 and one last year. Um, but even still, I mean, haven't they had a good coach all year? Ranked 31st in points, 31st on uh, in yards on offense, 24th and 26th on defense. Again, I know you're not. I'm just... I'm just saying, for anybody wanting to play that game, well, I mean, you know, they have a good coach. No, bullcrap. Their team sucks. And that coach has not helped them be anything other than trash all year. And I would take a similar line with the tired thing. I mean, maybe. I don't know why you would be more tired. I mean, maybe it you expend more energy when you play well as opposed to not super playing well. But I feel like there's a similar amount of running and pushing that that is involved. I don't know. I just, I don't like excuses. Just freaking win the game. They suck. Okay? They suck. Just beat them. Especially when it's like, you know, we saw Jordan Love miss the guy by five yards. I, I, I'm not excusing that. I, <laughs> you're too tired to throw accurately? I don't think that works. Lazy, maybe. I don't know about tired. Doggone it. Got hit by the three-minute monster. Um, but, yeah, they, they just... They just... Uh, Played three hard-fought games that they earned, you know, every yard, earned the right to those victories the last three weeks, got to 500. Maybe they're just tired, you know? And uh, Again, that's not necessarily an excuse. They got to execute. Not at all an excuse. They got to do what they got. I mean, I hope they're not tired in the postseason because then I guess they just don't play. (laughs) Everybody's tired. You think the Giants aren't tired? They've been playing all year too, man. And they've been on a, I mean, the Giants were on a win streak. They were on a two-game win streak. Well, they did come off a bye. But it's like, I just, I don't know. I, if, if you want to go that way, you can. I'm not, uh, not going to give them that. That's, that's silly. Like, we, while we won three in a row, we can't be expected to perform. Bro. <laughs> I guess 13-3 and three is out the window for this, uh, for this group. Gotta do, but... Um... Who knows? I, I guess you know if they if they win next week and they look really good, then maybe we go. All right, last week was kind of a fluke. Um, I mean, every team has a game or two like that, I guess. But but like you said in the podcast, you know we've seen the Green Bay Packers, specifically the Green Bay Packers, do specifically this exact thing, and it's been it's honestly been. It's been a long time that they've been doing this. I mean, I remember the the Arizona Cardinals, I think it was 2016, Jeff Janis got that Hail Mary pass to send him into overtime. And lo and behold, Larry Fitzgerald runs down the field and just the defense just gives up a, just a massive play, you know, and I mean that we can all remember <laughs> moments like that throughout the last ten years. Mm-hmm. You know how many times have the San Francisco 49ers done that to us? Uh, I don't want to talk about that. Where you know, I don't know. It's like how how do they just? It's like it's like you can just count on getting chunk yardage in those last minute game situations, unless you're an elite quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I don't understand it. 
there's no rhyme or reason. I mean, where was Rashawn Gary? Where was, I guess Lucas Van Ness had a couple of, uh, a couple of plays in there. But where was this defense, you know? Like, it, what the heck? Yeah, anyways, too frustrating. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it is what it is. And we'll just see how they recover or maybe don't. <laughs> I, I don't know. At this point, it's such an enigma. But, uh, hey, I guess we have to take the good with the bad. Um, that's what people say to make themselves feel better in a bad situation. <laughs> go, Pat, go. Yeah, you know, I, and I, I do feel relatively confident. Maybe I'm, and we'll see about tomorrow. It's actually kind of interesting because I, I, felt, I felt confident going into the Chiefs game, and I told you guys that. And I wouldn't, I don't think I said I felt confident, but I just, I didn't really even think about whether or not I needed to feel confident. It was just, this team sucks, go win it. Um, But when Sunday rolled or Monday rolled around, I just got this panic. Like it just hit, like it felt like 2020 all over again, where it wasn't like, oh boy, what if we win? That would be amazing. It was more like the, oh no, please don't lose this game. It was like that dread of it could really happen. And again, you realize, like, it, not only could it happen, like, it's not that crazy at all. Like, the Packers are still susceptible to making tons of mistakes. They don't have Christian Watson, which, again, is causing going to cause a lot of problems. Um, you know, just all this stuff, it just, it, it just hit me how realistic it would be for us to lose. As of right now, I do feel pretty good about Tampa Bay, just because I feel like last week was not a good representation of who the Packers are. You could say the same thing about the Chiefs game if you want, but I think if they just play a cleaner game, they're talented enough to beat Tampa. However, you could probably sit in the seat of a Tampa Bay fan and say the same thing. So, I don't know. I, 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 uh, we'll see how, how I feel tomorrow morning. If I get that pit in my stomach of absolute dread, which I probably will, then I'm going to start to panic, but... Uh, we just got to remember our superstitions and, uh, you know, get those, get, you know, don't go to the game if you're not supposed to get your, your magic shirts on and whatnot. And we'll be all right. Hey, Kyle again. What's up? I just started listening to your podcast, buddy. Ooh, you're in a dark place. And I mean, I understand. I do understand. Um, you, I have to laugh though. You're saying large margins. Large margins, and I keep thinking of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You ever see that, the Tim Burton film? Or the, the what did I say large margins for? I don't know. Trucker lady. Tell oh, large, large margins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> large margins. Large margins. Um, anyway, I, you know, looking at the um, the schedule, like I again, I didn't think we were going to win out. And so I, was, I, I did think this would be the loss. And as the way kind of things uh, ended up this weekend, like probably if, if this team kind of needed a loss um, to kind of get them back, I don't know, snap them out of it, maybe stop smelling their own flowers, whatever whatever analogy you want to use. But I, I do think sometimes a loss can be helpful, um, when you, especially when you start getting a little big for your britches. Um I'd rather it be against the Giants, even as embarrassing as it is against <clears throat> um, the cast of Always Sunny in Philadelphia and 
and whoever else was, was like Run DMC Italian version of Run DMC posse that the Vito's got in the stands. I mean, it's just horrible. I get it, <laughs> but like you'd rather lose the Giants than lose to Tampa. I mean, like that because that looks like that's going be pretty important game. Um, yeah, but it's not. It's not just a matter of how it's going to shape out in the division. It's a matter of perception of the team. If you lose to the Giants, I now look at this team as a team that not only because again, and, and I already we you know again I, I I you said this earlier and I already addressed it, but just to reiterate because it is a new episode. The um, when we beat the Chiefs, it makes sense as you said to look at it and say we're probably not going to win out, but you assume you you lose one maybe two games and it's probably going to be to teams like Minnesota. And maybe Tampa or something. It's not about what you want to happen. It's just about perception. Now you lose to the Giants. What is the perception? You say, well, perception doesn't matter. Well, it's perception based on what is most realistic. And the fact of the matter is you already dropped one. So the idea of losing out, well, well, that's dead now. Now what are the odds that you go without losing two games? Very low. And it's especially because you lost to the Giants. Because now you look at it and go, "I, I, I... and then you look at the Vikings, the way that they're playing right now. I don't know that we don't lose to the Vikings. I don't know that we don't lose to the Bears. I don't know that we don't lose to Tampa. And honestly, as far as the way the Packers tend to play, as I said, the one big glaring loss here is on the road at at Carolina. Now, I'm not saying we're going to lose out, but we're kind of in that median area now where it's like you kind of expect to lose as many games as you win at best. And now we're looking at the Vikings very possibly winning the division if they beat up the Lions twice and the Lions end up losing to Dallas. The Vikings probably win the division. I don't know that we get into the playoffs. And if we lose to the Vikings and then lose to the Bears and then miss the playoffs, we will be the laughing stock of the NFC North. So yeah, it's one thing to, to kind of just say, well, we weren't going to win them all. That's not really the issue. I, I would have agreed with you. With, with no level of panic whatsoever. But now there's panic. Because now you look at it, especially as things around us change. Again, like Bears playing better, Vikings playing better. I just don't really know. I feel like it's much more likely now than it was after Kansas City. In fact, I know for a fact it's more likely now that things end on a really negative note. That's my issue. So... I, I actually like kind of the way this sets up this last four games. Um, hopefully the team comes out. Energy- I, I, Kyle, <laughs> that's kind of silly. There's nothing to like about this, right? I mean, if you want to look at it from like, I'm writing a book and here's how I would write it. But there's nothing good. There's nothing good that comes from that. There just isn't. I, I think it's possible they could go for no. I don't know if it's probable, but I think it is possible. It's less probable. Given now. what we've seen. Um, the Bears game looks like it's going to be more difficult than maybe we thought it would be. Um, and the Tampa game, I think, is going to be difficult. Minnesota looks like a complete wreck. And Minnesota's defense is scary, though. I know they kind of gave it up at the end to uh, Cincinnati, but they went, what, three games without giving up a single touchdown? And then it wasn't until the end when things started to break down for whatever reason. Um but I mean that they're looking for real, and then you know, like I said, with the Bears, as far as them playing "quote unquote" inspired football, the Vikings look no different. I mean, it's like you got a backup quarterback; you shouldn't be able to do anything. You don't have anything. 
And here they are just slinging it all over the yard with some pretty accurate passes. I mean, it looked like, um, you know, Danny DeVito over there, Tommy Cannoli, just tearing stuff up, you know. And you, you get that. You get an inspired offense with a premier wide receiver and a really solid suffocating defense. And it's like, I just, I mean, we can call them trash. And I know you didn't see that game yet, which they did lose, but still. The bottom line is when the offense wakes up, that's when it becomes a problem. And the the offense kind of woke up. Now, they do tend to go through these spurts where they look amazing on offense and then everything collapses and then they got to find a new quarterback and then, you know, rinse and repeat. But I don't know. It just, it just, uh, the bottom line is it's, it's, it is playoff football now, as we all realize. You have to win these games. You got to rise to the occasion. This is when you can't do what you did to the Giants. You cannot now start to coast. Now is when things really need to be figured out, accurate, precise. Like this, this is when you really got to tighten it up. You cannot play your worst football right now. And that's, that's really when you find out who the, the real teams are, the ones that really starting to tighten it up down the stretch. Again, the Vikings and Bears seem to be doing it. I'm not saying they're good football teams because they're not, but they're doing the things that need to be done at the right times. And um, we'll see about the Packers. I mean, if, if, they, uh, if they beat Tampa, then we're, we're, we're on to the next one. But if they look sloppy again, then it, it's just, uh, it's not good. Carolina does as well. So I think they've, they've got a, a good chance here, especially considering the tiebreakers we have with, uh, what do we have? With the Rams, the Saints. I'm probably missing some people here. But um, then I think the Seahawks, I think, have a couple difficult games left. So I would expect Minnesota to fall off. I think Green Bay has got a pretty decent chance if they can win out. So, you know, let's, you know, we can be mad today. I get it. Um, I think there were positives. They're going to be harder to find. We probably won't get to them until later in the week. But um, just relax. Just relax. You know, let's look at the film, see what actually happened, and, uh, and move on. Um, I don't say burn the tape, but. They got a chance still, so let's keep it positive. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no question they have a chance. But again, the, the biggest issue is their odds took a took an absolute beating. They're the the you know we can call it perception, but the the reality um, there was a massive reality check. And and for those of us, those of you, those of whatever that never really bought into the hype and kind of saw it as like a mediocre team. Perhaps it's not that disappointing, even though a mediocre team would still beat the Giants. But um, it's just, it's, it's, it's not good, you know. Um, of course, we're still in the running. Of course, you know, we still have a chance. Of course, you know, I mean, we're, we're still in the playoffs as of right now. Um, and I think they have, I, I, I would guess we're going to see the version of the team that we saw against the Chiefs again at some point. Um, I still think it's going to be tricky without Christian Watson. But um, I think that we're going to see it. I don't know when. And that's a good thing because I just need to be reminded and encouraged that it's real. And, um, you know, just 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 tell me that next year we have something to look forward to. That's the, that is the biggest thing. Anyways, why don't we take a first break? We'll come back. We got another call from Kyle and we'll go from there. Got another big giant shout out this time from Uncle Rico. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your support on Venmo. I really, really appreciate it. 
you and Snacks coming in clutch, man. I really, I, I, I keep saying the same thing. I don't know. I don't know how to. It's hard to put words to being grateful, but just know that I really am, and it means a lot. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy or Venmo at Packernet Podcast. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. <laughs> right. Kyle from Madison, man. I'm sorry. I won't call you again. I just listened to your listen to your play-by-play uh, little mini watch party you had there. Oh, man, it sounds like me. I'm, um, <laughs> that's fantastic. Um you're talking about Joe Barry, though, and I, and I thought about that. This I words they're hard. I thought about this before the game, but the way the game ended really, I mean, really makes me think more about this, right? Because I like how the offense kind of battles through kind of some garbage either way. I like how Love kind of found his footing, um, you know, and, he, and in his defense and in the receivers' defense too, they're all kind of playing different positions and. You know, it's like he's he's not he's not able to grip the ball. It's coming out like a duck for however many passes, and then all of a sudden he just throws a dime to the corner of the end zone. Well, then Reed wasn't looking, right? So it was like I don't know, but but the offense they did find their footing, like they got back in the game, and I like that. I like that it wasn't just over. However, even though the defense has had some decent performances, I think 
you know, people that said last week that if that's a pass interference call, we'd probably lose that game, or at least it's tied, and I think that's fair. Um, I do think the defense has had some good performances. Here's the question, though, that I keep thinking. Because I do believe we have a lot of these young players. I think we've got a quarterback. We've got great receivers. I love I love thinking about uh, Kraft and Musgrave together now. Like, the Musgrave injury sucks. But it gave Kraft enough – it gave him the snaps, you know, to advance his level of play mm-hmm. and significantly. So I love – I'm excited about seeing those two together. The offensive line needs some pieces. There's clearly some problems there. Uh, there really is. But I'm excited for the offense. The defense, on the other hand, I mean, here's the question, right? One of two things. Like, all our dreams rest on this team probably in the next couple of years win the Super Bowl. And if that's going to happen, then the following needs to be true. Joe Barry... Super Bowl defensive coordinator, Super Bowl champion defensive coordinator, Joe Barry. Okay, if you don't think that's possible, then you need to move on from Joe Barry because all of our hopes and dreams require that that be true. And if this offense gets rolling and some of these defensive pieces start playing better and Joe Barry is the one that keeps us from a championship, I am going to freaking, I can't even tell you. So, yeah, talk to you later. Well, and that's similar to what I talked about, you know, yesterday or whatever day it was. Um, and that is just to, when I was talking about the the whole thing with the, the communication and uh, everything broke down. And at the end of it, I just said, whatever, I, I don't care anymore because I don't have any faith in this team. And then I asked the question, do you honestly believe this is going to get fixed? I'm serious. Do you honestly believe it's going to get fixed? Do you think if if I told you, I think we're going to have a top five defense next year. Would you roll your eyes? What if What if we drafted a bunch of new defensive pieces? And at positions of need, I, guess, I don't even know what that is anymore. Uh, but, but we got them, right? We got Cooper DeGene, uh, so we got a safety. You know, we already got corners, but let's say we got a slot guy kind of in the mid-rounds who looks pretty good and... Uh, added another defensive tackle, like a big old nose tackle, like in the second round or something. And so we got Rashawn, we got Preston, we got Kenny Wyatt and a new flashy nose tackle. We got Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker. We have Jair Alexander. We have a new flashy slot guy. We have Eric Stokes back from injury. We have Cooper DeGene at safety. And we have Rudy Ford, let's just say, who's there, who's been playing some good football. There really are not basically any weaknesses. And, and, and I'm going to tell you right now that let's just say all the rookies perform well for rookies. Every say all Cooper DeGene does well. The nose tackle does well. The slot guy does well. Do you genuinely believe we will be a top five defense with those additions? No, you don't. No, you don't. So what are we even talking about? Nobody believes that. Nobody believes it. If you do, great. I, I would ask you what happened this year, I guess. And I guess you could say injuries, although... We're pretty much performing about the same as we have every other year, but okay, fine. I, I just I, I think most of us have gotten jaded to the point of just saying I'm I'm not expecting it anymore because I, I just know it's not gonna happen. Okay, great. Then that means it's time for something else. Period. If you're on board with the rest of us and saying we just do not believe that this team will be have a top five defense, 
then you have to try something else. And no, I don't know what. That doesn't matter. I don't need to know what. If my TV breaks and I look over to my wife and say, we need to get a new TV, she's not going to say, no, you don't, and I can prove it. You don't know what kind of TV to buy. Huh? (laughs) No, we need a new TV. That part is true. Figuring out who is a secondary issue. I mean, what? You know, the TV we're talking about, obviously. Hey, Ryan. New Berlin guy here. What up? Um, I'm really irritated. Irritated because Matt LaFleur called like 35,000 reverses <laughs> to Jaden Reed. They worked what? One time? And then we continued to do it throughout the game. Two, that last drive that we had, we kept throwing the ball instead of trying to run the clock down and left too much time on the clock for DeVito to get downfield. Should have been running the ball with A.J. Dillon a little bit. Passing the side if the, if the end result is touchdown, but, but you want less clock. Two, or three, Joe Barry needs to go. I know we said the other day that after those two wins against the Lions and against the Chiefs that we just felt like Joe Barry was safe. But we just lost to the Lions, or the Giants. The Giants. Yep. Joe Barry's defense could not stop a nosebleed when it comes to stopping the run. Our run defense is atrocious. It was better when Mike Pettin was the defensive coordinator. He, he needs to go. He, he has to. I wouldn't even let him back on the bus yesterday if I was Matt LaFleur. And if Matt LaFleur keeps Joe Barry, I feel like Matt LaFleur's job needs to be reevaluated as well. True. After calling those 25,000 jet sweeps, I mean, I think his job should be reevaluated anyway. But it was the Giants. And I'm not, I don't mean to panic or anything like that because we still have a good chance of making the playoffs. But it's just irritating. Like, that wasn't the same Packer team from the Detroit game, the Chargers game, and the Chiefs game. It wasn't. It's like we took a step backwards. I don't know. Just wanted to call in and say my piece. Have a good day. Go Pack Go. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I fluctuate so much back and forth on whether or not I think Joe Barry is going to stay. Um, I, I think if you... I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I'm sitting right at 50-50, honestly. Um, not based on how I feel about the situation, but how I feel that Matt LaFleur feels about the situation. Obviously, he really likes Joe Barry. Obviously, the default is to not let somebody go. Um, and then, you know, there, there is always the cop-out of scoreboard. Now, we are trending in the wrong direction even with that, but... If you can keep it even close to top 10 in points allowed, say you're 12th or 13th, and you factor in the injuries, I just wonder if they'll use that as an excuse. But anyways, I uh, I get the frustration you know, across the board. I think everyone, myself included, was kind of looking at those end arounds and whatnot, like, come on, man. <laughs> so, like, I know you love it, and I know like you, you love Jaden and all that, but... I feel like we've we've tried that now. Like it hasn't worked the last several times. It's time to it's time to go ahead and kill that until until next week, right? We'll bust it out. 
But yeah, it's, just, I mean, it's frustrating. Frustrating game. Game's not good. It is what it is. So, uh, Nate Dog. Hey, Ryan. I just had to call in because I, I kind of had a realization that uh, I think we might have gotten a little too ahead of ourselves with our win streak. Yes. Because, I mean, I was really excited that we beat the Lions and the Chiefs, but uh, just uh, look at them now, you know? like they're both- Yeah, and I, you can take that to a couple different levels. I mean, no matter what, we all got ahead of ourselves, or most of us got ahead of ourselves, just insofar as – you know, as Kyle said, it was unlikely they were going to maintain that. I think my biggest concern, as I mentioned on the podcast several times, is like, I, I get that you're going to fall off a little bit and regress a little bit. You're going to have a bad game, some bad days, some bad performances, whatever. I just didn't want to see a complete team implosion the way that we did. Um, and that's where you can kind of take it to that next level of, you know, we don't even know that it's a good team. You know, it could still be a bad team that kind of just had a couple good plays. And uh, so, yeah, I, either way, one way or another, I think the majority of the fan base got a little carried away, myself included. Well, kind of collapsing. So, like, did we actually beat good teams or did we beat teams that used to be good and right. are kind of, you know, crashing right now? And then, God, the other thing that's already annoying is just, the sunshine and rainbows crowd for some reason is just out in full force with their leader. And it's just, it's unbearable. It's it's unbearable that they think that that's an acceptable performance from a professional football team, especially one that just beat the chiefs. You know, I, like you beat the chiefs in the Lions, even if they're crashing, those are still like, they still got pieces. They still got, you know, you know, a decent enough team. And like, we couldn't get any pressure. We couldn't get any pressure. We couldn't get anything going. And the Giants are definitely worse than those two teams. Like, regardless of if they're collapsing or if the Lions are collapsing, what Chiefs or whoever we beat, the Giants are not a good football team this year. Right. Yeah, we played against their backup quarterback. They're collapsing too. They, 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 like, what, they're collapsing too. They've just been doing it all year. What do you want? What do you want me to say? Do you, do you want me to be positive about this? Do you want me to say, oh, one game, oopsie daisy, we'll just push that aside? No. Because it can't be a total collapse. Right. I can't watch Jordan Love just errantly throw every single pass, just not anywhere near where his receivers are. Like, I, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what the sunshine and rainbows crowd. Do you want a lollipop? Do you just want to lick a lollipop and say, Oh, la di da di da It's going to be fine. We're going to be okay. It's okay to get completely, you know, embarrassed by a team that is, that's worse than you. We have more talent than they do. Yep. Okay. Like regardless of how our teams are playing talent wise, we are a more talented football team. That shouldn't have happened. Shouldn't have happened. Um, and, and that's why we're all upset today. And you can get mad at us for coming at you, but you're the ones posting on Twitter all this like positivity and saying, like, well, why is everybody so upset? Stop making those posts. <laughs> Stop making those posts because we're going to come after you because we're angry because we are, we're being realistic about what just happened. So go f- yourself with your stupid positivity <laughs> and eat f- Go pack it. <laughs> Oh, that is classic Nate. That is just classic Nate. I, I'll be honest, I don't even know who you're referring to, so I'm sorry if, if you're the one I'm laughing at who's been positive online or whatever, but um that's I'm I'm just laughing because that's that's such a I was waiting for the Nateisms and it just you can just feel it building and building and then just it just crescendoed at the end. Just beautifully. Nate, you're a rare treasure, you know that? 
And yeah, I mean, if, again, fan how you want a fan. I tend to be more like Nate, not um, as vocally, I suppose, but um, just in terms of like, just I, I, I understand we're still in it. I understand that every team has bad days. Like I, I get all of those things. I also understand that that's not acceptable, and it's okay to say that that's not acceptable. And you kind of screwed yourself in a really major way and, and took yourself from like a lock to get into the playoffs to like, I'm not so sure anymore. You took yourself from the talk of the NFL to, oh, never mind, they suck again. Like you did that to yourself. You shot yourself in the foot over and over and over again to a team that would have happily let you win in their own house. And it's not okay. It's not good enough. The play calling wasn't good enough. The execution wasn't good enough. The pass rush wasn't good enough. The passing wasn't good enough. The receiving wasn't good enough. The blocking wasn't good enough. And I, again, tend to agree with Nate that I'm not going to sit here and say that it's okay. It'll be fine, but it wasn't okay. And it wasn't acceptable. And, and that's just, it's, it's not even just venting. That's just the reality, right? If you're a coach, you have an obligation to tell the players what they should know themselves. That wasn't okay. As a player, if you have the mentality, let, let, let me just ask you this. Would you rather Jordan Love say that was unacceptable or it's okay, it's not that big of a deal, these things happen? I would not be happy if Jordan was like, hey, man, these things happen, like chill out. Okay, that's a, that's a freaking huge red flag, right? It's just, it's just the reality. It wasn't good enough. And everybody understands that. The players, the coaches, the fans, everyone. Howdy, this is Jared from Texas, the Uber driver. What's up? Um, just calling in. I haven't really listened to the podcast since the loss, just so all, right. all that I know there's probably a lot of negativity going on, sad. so I can just not necessarily block that out, but just don't add on to it, you know. So I just wanted I to say, you know, that was a tough loss. It was definitely what we'd be calling a trap game, you know. Yes. Um we were either just riding too high on previous wins or, you know, trying to look forward to maybe like the Vikings matchup or something down the road. I don't know what it was. Uh, we just weren't ready in the first half, really, I guess, you know, like all of our red zone attempts, we should have finished, you know, we should have gotten at least a touchdown or two more, you know, um, what people were thinking the game should have been. But aside from that, you know, it was the youngest offense versus the youngest defense in the league, I believe, or something like that. So, you know, I mean, mistakes were going to be made. We're still growing pains. Uh, the turnovers were crucial in this game. And, I mean, every time they, they got a turnover, especially in the red zone, they capitalized on it. So that Keyshawn Nixon one was very deadly for us. Um, and we stayed in the game and pushed to win. Like, we had the lead in the last two minutes. Unfortunately, our defense could hold up. So, I mean, that's better than former Rodgers versions of these games, you know, not putting any slack on him. Just the team seemed to rally uh, much better than they used to. So I'm happy with that. Just a young mistake. And we're still the seventh seed, I believe, so we control our own destiny to make the playoffs. So let's go. Go Pack Go. Just out of curiosity, can we, like, text in takes and stuff to this number? Just a random question. All right. Go Pack Go. So, yes, you can text this number. I'm really bad at uh, getting back to people. Um, I see Pac-Man Jersey Jim has texted me. 
and whatnot, and I haven't looked at it yet. And sometimes I'll look at it and then forget to respond or not get to it. So then I just, then I look at it and it's grayed out and I don't think to go back to it. And I don't know. I'm bad with that stuff. I got so much stuff going on at one time. I got 700,000 tabs open. I got a bunch of different social media and everything else open. I just, I'm real bad with staying organized. And so, um, give it a shot is all I can say. And if I don't get back to you, just, just keep sending them. There, there have been times I'll look, somebody will text me and I'll go to look at it. And they've sent me like 19 text messages. And it's like, how have I not responded to any of them? Like, that's really unlucky. <laughs> I gotta, And then it's like, well, I don't know what to say. I'll come back to it. And it's like, no, you, you say something now because you're going to forget. And you're not going to come back to it. But you're right. And, and, and this is the more positive side of things. And again, it's not untrue. I think the frustration comes with the like anti- this was a bad thing stuff or whatever. I mean, it's, it's true that this was just one game. It's true that it's a young team. And uh, I think we can all hope at least that this is something the team can learn from. I don't think a lot of us honestly are going to be very optimistic because the reality is this is just, you know, a lot of people saw this coming, not because it's a young team, but just because this is what a lot of teams do, especially the Green Bay Packers seemingly. But we can hope anyways, right? I mean, this is what happens when you start to coast and start to get a little bit too hot. I mean, there are no such thing as, as really bad teams in the NFL. I mean, honestly, you fall asleep against the worst team in football and you're going to be the upset. They're going to win one and it looks like it's against you. So we'll see, man. I, again, we'll, it's just week to week. We're going to see what happens against Tampa. Maybe they dominate them and then we get high again and then we lose to Carolina and then it's all bets are off again. Maybe we lose to Tampa and we go on a huge losing streak and, and then we start to really start to worry and like Matt LaFleur needs to be fired and maybe we really do need to look for a new quarterback. I mean, who knows where this could go? It can go in a lot of different directions. Anyways, let's take our final break and we'll be right back. Okay. All right. Hey, caller number five here. Howdy. Um, I was pretty angry on the last call. Funny, I I was mostly okay most of the year with any loss. Uh, and, of course, when I finally start thinking, you know, there's no way we're going to lose to this garbage team, that's when I get really upset. Uh, I forgot what it felt like to uh, to expect a win and then to, to see that kind of performance. I forgot what that felt like. Yeah. Anyway, I'm um, just curious if you saw and what your thoughts are on Mike Daniels' comments. He, uh, he was on Twitter talking. I'm sure you've seen it by now. I'm not, I don't know. Uh, just in case you haven't, he basically said, hey, Packers fans, what do you think the deal is? Uh, doesn't seem to matter which defensive coordinator. Doesn't seem to matter the players. Uh, Green Bay cannot field a consistent good defense. Yeah. And I was just I, – I thought about it for a second, and I just thought, you know, he's – He's right. Like, it doesn't matter who the coordinator seems to be. It doesn't matter who the players seem to be. It doesn't matter how many first-round picks are out there. It doesn't matter anything, really. We just can't field consistent defenses, and I just don't get it. Is it a culture thing that needs to be changed? Is it I, – I just – you know, because obviously Barry needs to be fired. Um, I hope that would be obvious to most people. Uh, he's just uninspired. He's boring. He's predictable. I, I, I don't know, man. I just, I don't like him. I think that, uh, whoever they bring in next should be a fresh new idea person. 
um, or at least someone who can get to maximize the most out of the defense. Um, but then I, I have this fear from what Mike Daniel said that it doesn't even matter who we bring in um, if we don't change the culture or, or whatever it is. Like, I, don't, I don't get it. I, I don't know. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Anyway, have a good one. Bye. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, it I did see it. I think I commented on it at some point, but, um, you know, it, it's tough because there's an element of like wanting to believe in the voodoo of it all. And I've, I've mentioned it several times, like the Packers are an offensive team. The Bears are a defensive team. When they try to go offensive, it doesn't work. The Packers, right? They, they try to go all in on defense. Uh, there seemed to be a concerted effort from our GM to be like, I'm fixing this defense once and for all. He goes really heavy into fixing the defense. He finds some really good players, doesn't fix the defense at all, doesn't even move the needle. It just seems to be a thing. However, number one, there have been good Packers defenses, so the whole voodoo aspect of it, not so much a thing. And also, usually with things like that, I mean, it's kind of like when you see these uh, magical, mystical lights in the sky and assume it's a UFO, and it's like, well, there's actually a very rational explanation for that. They're freaking spotlights, dude. <laughs> Moron. And so, it, I mean, it, I, I don't know, but it could be something as simple as, as you mentioned, culture. And it, it doesn't necessarily even need to be a negative culture so much as it is a offensive culture, which I don't think is a bad thing. The question is, how do we maintain an offensive culture? Because that is the most important. I want offensive head coaches. I want offensive culture. How do you maintain that while also bringing a defensive culture to the defense. And I think that that's something that should be considered. Is it possible to get a defensive coordinator that can build a sort of separate culture within the culture? I don't know. I don't know if that can be a thing. To have an offensive culture more broadly, like this is what we do. We, 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 it all flows through the, the quarterback and all that, but then have a defense that just says, F you, no, it doesn't. Right? No, you're not going to see like, uh, you know, um, Jair talking about what's her name's not going to steal the spotlight to have that same energy of it's not going to steal the almost adversarial to have a defensive coordinator say, you know, they're not going to be better than us. We're going to change that. We're going to be better than our offense. We're going to be the talk of Green Bay. I don't know. I'm again, I'm just kind of spitballing, but I just wonder if there are ways to remedy that to where the defense has its own sense of pride and its own sense of identity that isn't wrapped up in the offense, in the offensive head coach, and in an offensive, obviously, quarterback. Build your own identity that isn't wrapped up in them. You're not just a supplement. You're not just this unit that goes out and tries to give the quarterback the ball back. You are a driving force in the success of this team. Hey, Ryan. Dan from Indy. Hey. About almost noon. The day after the game, yeah, uh, definitely was a disappointment. Uh, guys were playing with little to no juice. It seemed like, um, yeah, obviously was disappointed with the performance that Jordan had. It seems was just a little bit too antsy, I guess. Um, I don't know if he's been listening to the media at all, and it kind of got to his head, but. Um, yeah, it seemed to calm himself down a little bit, get, get back in the game, start making some good passes, so happy to see that. Defense, tackling was atrocious, was not there whatsoever. Like, it seemed like everybody had a 
one move where, okay, I'm going to undercut this route, but turns out the receiver had a double move, or, hey, I'm going to blow back into uh, the box where the quarterback's at, but uh, I, I just don't have enough juice to actually grab onto him. Like, it was all the opportunities were there, and it honestly, especially there was nothing really redeemable about that. That was awful. I, I, one of the big things is I don't, I, I don't even know like they should have, but I don't know if they practiced with a cold, wet football this week in practice. Because yeah. it seems like every time a guy caught a pass, he had that slight, that slight little dribble in his in his hand before he actually held on to it, or, or like Keyshawn, where he fumbled it, went to the ground, and then was fumbling it when he was standing back up. So like it just seemed like ball control was not there, especially when catching it. Everyone had that slight bobble, and it just when you're losing by two points, every light little motion matters. I mean, Giants did not win this game. Packers lost, and the fact that it was this close, well, when looking at the Packers' performance atrocious, and the Giants looked like they played their best game of all time, and it was at the two points, it kind of shows you how much potential this team has. It's just disappointed to see. So, I'm not as down about the game as everybody else, because I can see the potential. I know it's there. We've seen it. We clean up all those mistakes. We probably would have beat them 50 to 10. Just my thought. Alright, go back home. Yeah, and that's sort of the good and the bad about this being the quote-unquote game of inches, right? You know, it's just that little extra made the difference. Um, and in the positive as well as for the negative for, you know, you look at the Giants just getting that ball just an inch outside of where we can get it. And, um, you know, for us just not quite getting your foot down in time and all these little, little tiny things, um, even the errant passes. I know some of those were more than inches, but it really does make the difference between just winning a game very convincingly because we almost won the game as it was, and we were terrible for three quarters. Well, four quarters, technically, because once the offense picked it up, the defense gave up. But again, it's it's the negative because you can lose to anybody, but the positive is, as you said, if you if you clean these things up, right, you know, get your feet down, double cat, you know, get a little more aggregate, down the line, even the penalties, you know, they're all just fractional issues. Tighten it up and you're back to the team that at least beat the Lions, you know. Dan coming to you again. One last thing. Uh, been noticing that I've, I've noticed this for years, actually, but have you ever noticed that during the game, like if there is like a specific statistic that they've been talking about during the week, like Matt LaFleur, 16-0 and 0, uh, in the month of December, or how about... Giants only scoring an average of seven points at home this year. Or it's a stat like that every game. But every time it's brought up, it's like, well, okay, well, that's getting uh, checked off today because it's the Packers. And it just happens like that all the time. What was it last week against the Chiefs? Oh, I guess I guess it was positive for us last week. Mahomes never sacked in the red zone. Packers got those sacks. But you know what I mean? 
it, more often than not, it's bad for the Packers, but any time there is a stat saying this never happens or this is always happening, it always is the inverse because of those f***ing... I, I think the announcers just jinx us, you know. Uh, and then also, screw Troy Aikman for being the announcer. He drives me nuts. Yeah, I don't like him. Go back up, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I will never like him. Um, just based on his past history of clear bias against the Packers. I don't, he, it's possible that it's been five years since the last time he's shown any bias toward the Packers. I don't care. I just, I will always view him as an anti Packers biased D bag, and that's just the end of it. And there is, there are very few things in life that annoy me less than Packer fans who won't acknowledge that he's biased, especially back when he was. If, if he may still be, but there was a period of time where he clearly was. I know that one of the times really ticked me off back when Vic Ketchman was still doing his uh, his column thing or whatever, the Q&A. And there was a ton of talk about how biased he was. And he was blatantly biased in a game. And Vic Ketchman came out and he's like, I didn't hear anything. And I was like, nope, I'm done. I'm over it. You suck. I'm not listening to your crap anymore. I'm not reading your gut. Like I'm this, that just ticked me off. It's a weird thing, but uh, it's it's real. Good Lord. Positive fans, stop. <laughs> stop doing what you do. I see it all over the place. Why is it every every single time when we have an ugly loss, like the positive crew has to come out and like try to calm up that like, they're like, oh, it's good. No, you don't even know you're stupid. You don't understand. It's, it, it was just one game. It's going to get. No, stop. Stop. Go away. Go away, go hide under a rock. We don't want to talk to you, okay? You can be positive when we win. You can go be positive on your own. Stay off of social media and don't get mad at me when I come after you, okay? Because it was a bad game. Just build that bridge, get over that fact. It was a horrible game, and it's not looking good for us right now, okay? I'm really, really f***ing tired of hearing it. Go, Pat, go. I tell you what, man, I I, uh, I think we're just going to end on that. That's what we're going to do. So, uh, you guys have a good rest of your night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.